grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text we're going to look at today is from Deuteronomy 6. It is in your bulletin if you'd like to refer to the text. You can also open your Bibles and also follow the screens behind me. I hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving on Thursday and that you were able to spend some time with family and friends or have some time of peace to yourself and a time of just gratitude. The Rabel family has much to be thankful for. Living here in Orange County itself is a blessing. The weather isn't bad out here. And sure, you can get Santa Anas from time to time, but overall it is picture perfect here. Our family loves this city. We love this community. The ability to go to the plaza slash circle to get coffee from multiple places or to go to the farmer's market on Saturday mornings. We're thankful for great neighbors, thankful for great coworkers, the support we have received from people, friends, that we are privileged to call here in our church and school. In our household, it didn't actually stay Thanksgiving for too long. Black Friday was renamed Decorate for Christmas Friday by my four-year-old. The house is ready. My wife and I are thankful for the blessings of our girls. They are so different, and yet they are so unique in their own special way. And because they are different, their love languages are different. And although the rules stay the same, their discipline languages are a little different. Today's text that we have in Deuteronomy 6, it was eye-opening for me. It talks about God's discipline through commands, laws, and decrees for the people he loves. And as a parent, discipline is difficult. Hebrews 11 talks about how God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline ever seems pleasant at the time, even for the one that is giving discipline, but painful. And then we see later in that reading, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Discipline is one thing that comes from a holy, perfect God. It's another thing that comes from a sinful, flawed parent. My wife and I are working on those love and discipline languages for our girls, and then trying to maintain consistency, which is hard. I think that's a battle that a lot of other Orange County families are fighting too, to maintain consistency. Consistency in structure, routine, and discipline. Consistency in communication with our little ones. Consistency is difficult when it seems you're running all over the place in different directions. And consistency in structure, routine, and discipline, that's difficult to maintain when there is stress, where there is hurry, where there is anxiety, where there's fatigue, when we're not thinking clearly and we're stretched to our breaking point. I learned a, a valuable, humorous lesson this past week in staying consistent. This past Tuesday night, I was in my online seminary class at my house. And during those classes, I take over the kitchen table and I make it my desk. When I'm in class, my wife, who is awesome, amazing, perfect, insert every adjective there, <laughs> she takes care of the bedtime routine, a bedtime snack, brushing their teeth, bedtime prayers, and lights out. My wife and I have this unwritten but generally accepted rule 
that there are no sweets before bedtime for the girls. So last Tuesday night, as the girls were preparing for their bedtime routine, my wife gave the girls a healthy yogurt to eat. But at the same time, my stomach was rumbling for a snack, and it most certainly was not for organic yogurt. No, no, it was for Oreo cookies. And without even thinking, I went straight for the Oreos. I took them back to the table and I started to eat them immediately. Unfortunately, right in front of my wife and my girls. My wife, she looked at me with critical eyes. My girls looked at me with wise eyes wide open. The coast was almost clear. I had almost evaded trouble, almost evaded the doghouse, until my youngest asked, Daddy, can I have one? That's when I knew I was in trouble. I had failed to uphold the law, a law that my wife and I had agreed to, and through the evening of repetition and routine, of teaching and impressing upon my girls, they knew that routine too, I was inconsistent. Parenting is hard. And for those of you who are parents and grandparents out here today, you understand. And if you're a kid here today, you can help your parents out by having grace and forgiveness for your parents' mistakes. From Deuteronomy chapter 6. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commandments that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. And later in Deuteronomy 6-7, impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. If you surveyed today's parents about what they want their children to know, you likely won't hear the Ten Commandments as something they want to impress upon their children. According to the latest Pew Research survey in January 2023, parents prioritized financial independence and career satisfaction for their kids. Roughly nine in ten parents say it's extremely or very important to them that their children be financially independent. And the same say it's equally important that their children have jobs that they enjoy. About two-thirds of parents say it's extremely important that their children grow up to be honest and ethical adults. About a third of parents say it's important to them that their children share their religious beliefs. Nothing in the Pew Research article mentions the knowledge of the law of the Ten Commandments. Impress them on your children. The Ten Commandments, at first glance, they don't seem that impressive. Instead, they kind of seem a little outdated. Do any of you have a donkey that I can covet, as it says in the Tenth Commandment? I'm sort of joking, but I'm also sort of curious about that. Are the Ten Commandments relevant for today? They're not hip. They're not the hip self-help guide that a lot of self-help guides will be to enjoying long life. You likely won't see the Ten Commandments promoted on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram. And the Ten Commandments, they're, they're tough. We don't like to be told what to do, 
and we don't like to be told what we can't have. But these commandments, they are very much impressive. They come from God himself. They are spoken by him. They are written by him on two stone tablets. And because they come from God himself, they are perfect, they are objective, and they are consistent. The law of the Ten Commandments, they are good and wise. They show us the way of righteousness. And because they are good and because they are perfect, they doom us to death when we transgress, when we violate the law. The law of the Ten Commandments, it curbs our behavior. It mirrors back to us our sinfulness. It shows us that we need Jesus. And the law of the Ten Commandments, it guides us, directs our thoughts, our words, our actions as Christians in ways that are pleasing to God. Our sinful nature, we would like to turn away from the Ten Commandments. We'd like to forget them. We'd like to redefine the Ten Commandments to be ten definitions of honesty and ethics outside of God's divinity, to lower the bar. Until heaven and earth disappear, all the dotted I's, all the cross T's of the Ten Commandments, they still hold true for how God would like his people to live. These ten limits, these ten boundaries, these ten expectations, they still stand from God. And going through the Ten Commandments together as a family, not only a family of a house unit, but also as a family of faith, and committing them to memory and frequent repetition, they remind us of our weaknesses, our need to repent, and our need for Jesus. That my wife and I, as parents, we are not above the commandments of God. We're not above the rules we set. I cannot get Oreos whenever I want. We, too, need to ask for forgiveness in our parenting, just as my wife and I hope our girls will ask for forgiveness from us and from each other. Just as a child will obey his or her parents to show love, we as believers, renewed by the Holy Spirit, we want to follow the Ten Commandments too. We want to obey our Heavenly Father out of love, out of reverence, out of awe for Him. These decrees, these commands, they are beneficial for us. They are not irrelevant. And these decrees and commands that come from God himself create in us gratitude. Gratitude that in a world of uncertainty, God is in control. God means what he says. When we fail, Jesus does not. God is unchanging. He is unfailing. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. There is gratitude that when we strive for perfection, we can live in grace with ourselves. For all fall short of the glory of God, and yet all are justified freely by the grace that is given in Christ Jesus. God looks upon us in grace. He looks upon us in love. He looks upon us in forgiveness. We have gratitude that when we find ourselves comparing and competing, our, competing with one another, as often as we can find ourselves doing in Orange County, God has set us apart. He has formed, he has shaped us each as a child of him. He treasures us. And there is gratitude that these ten commands, they come from the one who is the wisest, who is the one with the best knowledge. When we are looking for guidance in the midst of anxiety, in worry, by faith we know who to turn to. We know where to turn, to speak to God in prayer, to find him in his word, to be close to God in the receiving of his sacraments. We not only observe the ten commandments and teach the ten commandments, 
we impress the Ten Commandments. And the best way to impress the Ten Commandments is to live them out. Continuing in our text, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. The Ten Commandments are not just to be taught here in church, not just in Sunday school, not just in confirmation where you guys are learning the meanings of the commandments. They're modeled at home for the generations to follow. And they're evident in our daily habits, not only for our children, but for those who encounter us, those who see us, those who we work with, those who we enjoy life with. By God's grace, we are consistent in our gratitude for who fulfills the law when we fail, and that is Jesus. That consistency of gratitude shows light, shows peace. We wake up, and as soon as our feet hit the floor, we give thanks to God for the day ahead. We talk about them, talk about God's goodness to us, recall them at our mealtimes. We give thanks to God for his goodness. On the roads, whether we are walking or whether we are driving on the California freeways, you can listen to podcasts of devotions, listen to sermons, receive encouragement from worship music. You can sing in the car, you can rock out, you can relax. We wind down our days with prayer. We give thanks to God before our head hits the pillow. Our language in conversations, they reflect a new creation in Christ. Our eyes are opened with the Ten Commandments on our heart to utilize the spiritual gifts for the growth of his kingdom. And specifically for those of us who are parents and grandparents, our parenting is transformed. Transformed with an extra dose of patience, reflected in love and discipline that lets our children know that they are treasured possessions as God has chosen me and you to be treasured possessions too. In our failures to the Ten Commandments, there is obedience in Jesus. In the fulfillment and perfect keeping of the law, it is Jesus who we look to. We love others with sacrificial hearts, with care and respect for all human lives of all tribes, all races, and all nations, with contentment in what God has blessed us with and what God provides us. And there is great thankfulness in where we are going for who has fulfilled the law. Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 12. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. At the end of our lives is where the law of the Ten Commandments can become the most accusing. It's where our sin really is brought before our eyes as we close our eyes for the last time on this earth. The law tries to tell us, did you do enough to get into heaven? Were you a good enough person? And in that moment, when we are about to cross the Jordan River from this world into the next, 
It is Jesus' answer for us that never wavers, it never fails, it never separates, it never condemns. It's an answer that stays consistent. Jesus answers, I kept all the demands of the law for you. Jesus answers, I kept all of the demands of the law for you. And by the gift of your faith in me, you are righteous. God is faithful. In our unfaithfulness and inability to keep the law, God remained faithful to you and to me. He sent his son to be obedient to the law, and he remained consistent in that obedience. God is consistent in his justice. Even when we think we want him to be flexible and try, no, 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 no. God, be flexible in your, in your judgments, in your, in your past, those things that we wish you would relent a little bit. His justice is right. His justice is fair. His justice is perfect. And part of God's justice is consistent punishment for the breaking of his law. But thanks be to God that his righteous punishment was laid upon Jesus. And by faith in his sacrifice, we have peace. There is peace and confidence knowing that God is consistent in his promises to you. In our crossing of the Jordan River from death to life, we remember the large flourishing cities we did not build, the blessings of where we live, and as we prepare to enter the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. We will not look for the blessings of the houses we did not build by crossing the Jordan in this world, but when we cross into the next, we will look to the mansions of the Lord in our Father's house with many rooms. We will look forward to drinking from the water of life that proceeds from the throne of God and of the Lamb. We will never thirst or be hungry again. We will remember the vineyards and olive groves we did not plant, but we will see the true vine who loves us. And with the Spirit's help and keeping His commands, we will remain in His love. These commands that God gives to us are so that His joy in us may be made complete and that our joy may be complete. These Ten Commandments are ten consistent reminders to worship one God in Trinity and unity and unity in Trinity. Ten consistent reminders to love our neighbors as ourselves, to go and bear fruit, to love one another, to be set apart from the world, to be in the world but not of the world. Ten Commandments that are no longer burdensome for everyone who has been born of God, of water and the Word, and the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, they overcome. If you are here in worship this morning, God has impressed upon your heart to be here. You're either receiving a first impression or a continuing impression of God's love for you. And that faith in Jesus and the exercise of your faith in worship is important. This place, whether it is the sanctuary or Walker Hall, this is the place where our faith is consistently strengthened by hearing God's word and receiving his sacraments. This is the place where you can be encouraged and you can encourage and support others through life's joys and sorrows. This is the place where we sing, where we pray, and where we are challenged by the demands of the law. This is the place where you're reminded that God's unfailing love remains consistent for you and your family. His gifts of grace and forgiveness are here, and you can count on that. And that is something to be truly thankful for. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen.